Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jordan Chapel, the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Last week, we talked about Genesis And we looked at uh, kind of chapter 12 and chapter 15, the covenant that God made uh, with his people and how he promised to always fulfill his end of the covenant, regardless uh, of how we as a people were able to uphold what we had kind of committed to in that covenant. And and God's faithfulness has shined through uh, generation after generation in that. Um, and, And so God has a people, the Israelites, and they start to see God upholding his end of the covenant being played out. Uh, they get delivered from uh, bondage. They're, they're slaves in Egypt. And as the exile out of Egypt happens, um, just time and time again, God delivers them. He, he provides a way when there would be no other way. And um, we see God's faithfulness exemplified through that. And so God gives them a land. He says, you're headed into this land and this is where I want you to uh, inhabit and I want you to be here and I'm going to reign in your midst. Um, but again, we see Israel's unfaithfulness. They, they're promised this land from the creator of the universe that's made this covenant with them that he says, I will never I will never fail you. Like I will never drop my end of the deal. And they're still too scared to face what it means uh, going into the promised land. And so um, they, they get scared, and God eventually says, okay, we're going to start over in your people, and I'm going to start over with a new generation. And so you guys are going to have to wander around in the desert while, while we wait on this new generation um, to come about. And even in the midst of this, like even in the midst uh, of the wandering of the Israelites in the desert, we see God's faithfulness um, prove true. And it's so incredible because like he had said at this point, he's going to restart. He's going to wait for the new generation to come, uh, to come of age so they can be the one that enter into the promised land and experience the covenant blessing. Um, and so like in my mind, as a human and a, and a fallen person, I'm thinking like, well, no, I'm not going to give them chances as they're wandering. Like, let's just expedite this. But they're hungry as they're wandering in the desert. And in chapter 16, God proves his faithfulness. Like he provides manna and meat for them to eat while they're uh, wandering in the desert. So the bread literally like falls from heaven so that the people can have sustenance as they're wandering. And every day they wake up and there's more manna there. There's more to eat. And, and God continually provides and is faithful, which I think, again, we're going to see this as we walk through the Bible, just constantly pointing back to God's covenant faithfulness. God will never let the Israelites down. God will never let us down. And so in their wandering, God continues to provide to them. And we come to chapter 34, and it's this interaction where uh, where God is wanting to introduce himself to the people of Israel. And obviously, it's not like a first-time introduction, um, but it's an introduction where like we get to see kind of the heart and the character of God. And I was reading this book a while back that was real. it, it, it brought up this point from chapter 34 that was really interesting. Because if I were to ask you to describe who God is, so like describe God to me, 
or you were to ask me to do this, chances have it, you would probably begin to describe God using the omnis. So like God is omnipotent, God is omnipresent, um, God is omniscient. So he's, he's all powerful, he's all knowing, he's everywhere. Um, and these are like true things about who God is. But if I were to ask you, that would probably be the, the first thing that, that comes to you because it's like so different than who we are, but that isn't the route that God goes when he's describing himself in chapter 34. And so Moses is up there getting getting new tablets for the law that he says, uh, that God's saying, okay, I want you to follow these commands as, as we walk in covenant faithfulness. And as Moses is up there uh, in chapter 34, starting in verse, um, let's start in verse 6, uh, we see God describe himself, and here's what he says. He doesn't use the omnis. He said, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquities of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And so as God describes himself and kind of like honestly introduces himself, like this is what I want you to know about me and my character he gives us a glimpse of, uh, of a God who I think sometimes we kind of divorce and disconnect from the Old Testament God that we would think of or that the average person might think of, first off, because he says uh, he's merciful and gracious, like he withholds deserved judgment on people. And he gives them good things that they don't deserve at the same time. And so we get this picture of God who is just overflowing in his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Uh, and then he says he's slow to anger. So his first inclination when he hears, um, when he hears about the failures uh, of the Israelites or the failures of us, his first inclination isn't anger or condemnation. He says he, he's abounding in uh, mercy and grace. And then he's slow to anger. And then it says he's abounding, it, like it's just bubbling over from who he is in steadfast love and faithfulness. We don't ever have to worry about if God is going to be faithful because it's just coming up and overflowing as a part of who he is. He's got love for thousands. He forgives iniquity and transgressions. Like he forgives the things that when we have disobeyed the creator of the universe, he's quick to forgive those things and he's slow to anger about those things. He has grace. He has mercy. He abounds. He's got an overflow of steadfast love. And I think this is such a fascinating thing because for us to use the, the omnis, the like he's all-knowing, he, he's all-powerful, and he's everywhere would be like for me to describe my wife, Amanda, when, if someone says, oh, tell me about your wife, um, it would be giving her like her, her stats, like, well, she's five, six, she's, she weighs this much, she's this many years old, like all these like factual things about them instead of saying, oh, she is the most compassionate person I have ever met. Like she's constantly thinking about others and all these character traits that honestly define her 
define who she is way more than all of these like physical attributes and things about her. Um, and for us to describe God as that and for that to be our first picture of God is just an incomplete picture of who I think God is and how I think he's wanting to interact with us. He, he's, he's merciful and he's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's got an abundance of steadfast love and faithfulness. And I think we're going to see those things play out as time and time again, he shows the Israelites and he shows us mercy and grace and patience and steadfast love um, and faithfulness that he's never going to let them down. And he's never going to let us down. And what an incredible truth for us to focus on. That God is faithful, that God is merciful, that God is gracious, that God is all of these things. And, and like I said earlier, we want to divorce it and say like the, the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament. But these are very much things that we see in the person of Jesus in the New Testament. And so God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God is wanting us to know him on this level. He's wanting us to know him as this God who is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and and desires for us to know him and experience all of these things in our life as fully as possible as we can here on earth and then ultimately for eternity forever and ever. And so that is such an incredible truth from Exodus. And so I want that to be the content of our meditation this week on scripture. And I would encourage you to, as we go along through uh, this series for the next several months, to hop into your Bible and see for yourself. Uh, today, like I said, was out of Exodus 34. And I would encourage you to, to dig in and see how God is introducing himself to you um, and, and how God is revealing um, how you play into this grand story of scripture that we've been talking about. So join us back next week as we hop into the book of the Leviticus. Uh, one of those that's um, tough for a lot of people, tough for myself. And so I hope we can uh, explore together how God is wanting to reveal himself to us uh, through the pages of Leviticus.